What's going on, Thrive Church family? We're so grateful you're tuning into this week's podcast. We pray this message will bless you in the same way that it's blessed our house this past Sunday. Come on, without further ado, let's welcome Pastor Chris, our lead pastor. He's back with us with our Welcome Home series. All right. Hey, 11 o'clock. How you doing? Good, good. Well, hey, do me a favor. Can we do this real quick? Can we just welcome everyone watching online this morning? Come on. Thank you for watching online with us. Bummed we couldn't have you in the room, but excited to have you with us nonetheless. And hey, I am excited. Uh, today's just been an awesome day. God's just doing some really cool stuff at our church. So I have a lot to talk about with a little bit of time. And so I want to jump right into it. Come on, stand your feet with me. Let's jump right into the word. And we're going to go to the book of Daniel chapter 3. The book of Daniel chapter 3. And um, what I'm going to do is this. Is after we read the passage, um, felt like God wanted to pivot and go a different direction, calling a little bit of an audible. So I'm going to preach out of the same passage, but it's kind of going to be a different message completely than first service, okay? Um, so we're just going to go with it. Sound good? Sound good. Let's do it. Daniel chapter 3. I, I want to talk to you today about what I believe really is one of the most iconic passages in the entire Bible. We're going to talk about Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and the fiery furnace today. And I believe that that's going to give us some um, context, some stuff. God wants to show us some things in that chapter that I believe he wants to speak to us in this season. And so it says this, verse 13. It's a lot of Bible. So all you guys get your Bible reading done for the whole day as of right now. Sound good? All right, cool. So you got to stick with me. We're going to go through like 14 verses together. Here we go. It says, Then Nebuchadnezzar, in a furious rage, commanded that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought. So they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar answered and said to them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the golden image that I have set up? Now if you are ready, when you hear the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, bagpipe, and every kind of music to fall down and worship the image that I have made well and good. But if you do not worship, you shall immediately be cast into a burning, fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you out of my hands? Verse 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this manner. If this be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. Come on now, that's good news. Now, here's the next verse. The one of like the most gangster verses in all the scripture, I'm telling you. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we still will not serve your gods and worship the golden image that you have made set up for yourself. The Nebuchadnezzar was filled with fury, and the expression of his face was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He ordered the furnace heated seven times more than it was usually heated. And he ordered some of the mighty men of his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the fiery furnace. Verse 21. Then these men were bound in their cloaks, their tunics, and their hats, and their other garments, and they were thrown into the fiery furnace. Because the king's orders were urgent and the furnace was overheated, the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Verse 23. And these men, three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell bound into the burning fiery furnace. Then the king Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and rose up in haste. He declared to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king. Verse 25. He answered and said, But I see four men. Come on now. I see four men unbound, walking in the midst of the fire. They are not hurt. And their appearance of the fourth is like the son, like a son of the gods. 
Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the door of the fiery, burning fiery furnace, and he declared, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out from the fire. And the satraps, the prefects, the governors, and the king's counselors gathered together and saw that the fire had not any power over the bodies of those men. The hair on their head was not singed, their cloaks were not harmed, and no smell of fire had came upon them. Come on, let's pray. Jesus, thank you for your word. Let us hear what you want to say. Uh, thank you for speaking currently, God. I, I think you're changing it up a little bit. So God, I pray that uh, you would speak. It wouldn't be my words or my thoughts, but it'd be yours. And that Holy Spirit, you would move through me and that hearts and minds would hear what you have to say. We love and we thank you. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen, amen. Go ahead and have a seat. So we've been on our series called Welcome Home, really a little mini series that we've been doing. And it's been all about this idea of family and being together and how we are called to be a spiritual family. Today, I want to talk to you about that we persevere together. We persevere together. This is what I believe. I don't know if you've read this story. Most people who grew up in church, most people who grew up in Bible study or grew up going to church on Sundays, or maybe you've been around for a while, every preacher has a Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego message. I'm just telling you right now. Like, y'all have heard like a million people say this. So I, I don't think I'm coming up with anything new or anything fancy, but I do believe God kind of just highlighted this passage because I just think it's a clear example of what God shows us on how not only are we called to follow Jesus, but how we're called to follow Jesus together. And I believe that in this season, I want you to know this, that part of the call of God that you have, that I have, that we have, is that we are called to persevere with one another, that you were not meant to do this by yourself. You were not meant to do this alone. This is why we do groups. Here's what I believe. I believe that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is one of the greatest small groups of all time. Come on now. Best small group ever. Like, like they made it into the ESPN highlights, the Hall of Fame of all small groups. Three guys, which also tells me small groups have nothing to do with how big they are. As long as you got two or three, it's powerful. Because you see in this story that two or three people begin to change the traje trajectory of a nation and a people because of their stance and their conviction, their friendship and their relationship. Yes. Yes. I, I have that. learned that you and I are going to go through some stuff. Yeah. Oh, I didn't get a lot of amens for that one. <laughs> if I would have said you and I are going to get blessed with a million dollars, y'all would have just did it. You ought to came to the altar call right now. Y'all would have been like, pray for me, pastor. But, but when I tell you, you're going to go through some stuff. And I'm not trying to be rude or disrespectful or like a false prophet and doom and gloom. No, no. I'm just being honest. You're going to go through some stuff. Why? Because you've already gone through some stuff. You've gone through some stuff. I've gone through some stuff. There are things in our life that we can't control. I want you to know that Christianity doesn't make everything just perfect. We don't believe in a Christianity that makes everything just fixed and it works. We don't believe that once you get saved, it's all sunshines and butterflies and rainbows. That's a lie from the pit of hell. What Christianity does is it gives you an anchor by a man named Jesus. Because let me tell you something. You're going to go through what you're going to go through no matter what. You're going to do it. It's going to happen. You're going to go through things. Life's going to happen. Family's going to take place. Jobs come and go. Money's come and go. People come and go. But the one thing is I'd rather have Jesus in my life going through everything I've been going through than without Jesus. I'm just saying. Everyone is going to go through a season of the furnace. Yes. What I came to tell you today, what I believe God wants to tell you today, is that you don't have to go through that furnace season by yourself. Yes. I want you to know this, 
that you are not called to go through seasons of hell, seasons of storm, seasons of the furnace by yourself. I think it's powerful that we find in this passage that it's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and they went through it together. That's why we do groups. That's why we do relationships. That's part of why we do church is it's this whole idea that you and I, we need each other in a, in a healthy way, not in an unhealthy way, but in a healthy way. You and I make each other better. You and I walk through things together. And I'm just convinced that now more than ever, we're in a season where people really need authentic relationships with God and with other people who love God. We need family. I believe that's why God's going to blow up our church. Can I, can I, can I be honest with you? I didn't share this first service. And, and I don't say that because I just want a bunch of people and a name. Like, that stuff's shallow. But, um, so I live in the River Islands community. Do I got any River Islands folks in the room? Okay, like three. They all come to first service. It's okay. <laughs> they must wake up early. It's all good. They're all commuters, probably. That's why they all come to first service. No, it's all good. Um, the one thing me and my wife find all the time, and, and it's not just with River Islands, but Stanford Crossing, the New Developments, Tracy, Manteca, just our region, just our area, is many people come here from the Bay or from wherever they moved from, and they start new because they're trying to raise their family in a different environment in a different way, but they're really on their own. It's, it's like they have no family. So, so what they do, and, and, and I get it, what, what people do is they try to find like recreational stuff, and, and that could be good, right? Where I'm just trying to find people that I could connect with. The beautiful thing about the church in its original design is that you were designed to be saved into a spiritual family. I believe the reason why God is going to blow us up is because as long as we keep the main thing, the main thing, loving God and loving others, as long as we keep following Jesus and following Jesus together, I believe people need what God is doing in this place. Because people are looking for it. Family. They are looking for family. They're looking for family. They don't know they're looking for Jesus, but they're looking for family. And here's what I've learned is that when you have family and people that are in your life, especially when you're going through the storms of your life, man, God does something different. There is something significant that takes place when we persevere together. Persevere together. So the question I have for you today, and I'm going to ask you it again at the end, but I want to start it off in the beginning because, again, I'm doing a bunch of audibles, so just roll with me. The question I have for you today, it's really simple. It's really simple. Is that who goes through the furnace with you? Who's there? Who's there? God's a good answer, but other than that. Because the truth is, is you need people in your life that go through the furnace with you. You do. You do. Now, God's going to get you and God's got you. But what we find in this story is that I believe the only reason how Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego got through the furnace and got in the furnace is because they did it together with God. And listen, I believe this, that there are times in your life when things go crazy. Who, do, who, who are you texting? Who are you calling? Who's texting you? Who are you texting to help them? Who's praying for you? Who are you praying for? I have learned that in the worst seasons of my life, I have experienced a new depth to my relationship with Jesus because of other people. So let me just share a little bit of a furnace story of mine. I remember a few years ago, um, and some of you guys know this, but my brother passed away. He was 21 years old. Um, we believe he's with Jesus. We don't know, hopefully. Um, but he, he overdosed. He overdosed on fentanyl. And he was my little brother. Loved him. We had a, we had a weird relationship growing up uh, because of our parents being addicts, and we moved around a lot. And um, So when he passed, it, it, was, it was two weeks. It was a week after covid 
uh, just launched, right? So, so we moved into our new house. I remember this here. We moved into our new house. And um, literally the week before, on like on a Thursday, and then Friday or whatever day it was, Governor Newsom like shut everything down. And then the next week, it was such a crazy season. I find out my brother passed. But in between that, how many remember we used to do church online, home church? Remember like church at home? Yeah. So you guys don't know this. We didn't do online church. That was not a thing. Like we had a ghetto YouTube channel. That's what we had. Real talk. Cody, right? Cody helped with that. And the season, that, season, that was crazy. Our YouTube channel was the worst. And it was our fault. Like, it wasn't even his fault. Like, our, we were just trash. It was just truth. And so we went from, like, no online church to planning a online church in seven days. Those meetings were tough. We were here all day long. The whole team. We're all running it. And, and here's, how we have to, here's how we have to do it. I, I want you to know. Because sometimes I think people think, what do pastors do? Like, we just hang out and pray and, like, talk? No, like, there's stuff we do, Okay. We would have to make the, the church service. So it's like, imagine making a movie. We made like a movie every week. It was like an hour and a half, right? Because you got worship, you got the word, you got announcements, you got, you got all the stuff. We'd make like a movie for like 75 minutes, 80 minutes. And then we'd have to upload the movie to YouTube. And I don't know if you've ever uploaded something to YouTube, but it takes forever. So we had to upload the movie like, a, we had to do it like Thursday, Friday service, upload it on Saturday. And then we pray to God it's ready by 10 a.m. Sunday morning. It was nuts. I remember the first week we did it, my Wi-Fi went out at the house. I called my cousin Stephanie, who leads worship, and me and Ben, at 1 o'clock at night, in the middle of the rain, are in front of Stephanie's porch, uploading the video on her Wi-Fi. Thank God for Stephanie. It was wild. So, the next week, we had to upload it again. Luckily, my Wi-Fi got fixed. We figured it out. And, uh, and we're up to like 1, 2 o'clock. Uh, pastor Ben, our creative pastor, he leaves, which Ben and I, we've known each other for a while. And, um, and then I get the call around 2.30 that my brother passed. Uh, my brother's FaceTime me and it was horrible. It was, it, was a, it was a really intense situation. Of course, I break down because I'm human and we're all human. And, and I remember uh, my wife's there and she's praying with me and you know, I try to go to sleep, but I couldn't really sleep. And Ben left my house maybe around 1, 2 o'clock. And at 6 o'clock, he finds out, he gets the text, and bam, he's there. He's at my house. And he's just sitting with me. And then a couple hours later, my, my, my in-laws, uh, Vanessa's parents, Saul and Noni, they go here. They're right there at the house with me, talking about it. We're not talking about it. They're praying with me. They're crying with me. And then an hour after that, after service, Pastor Eric calls me. He finds out. He comes to my house, gives me a big old hug to make sure I'm okay. And then all throughout that week, just staff member and teams and friends texting and calling and emailing me. And making sure I'm okay. Friends, in the worst seasons of your life, you need people who will do that. And you will only let that happen. That will only happen is if you open yourself up to new relationships. Only if you open yourself up to allowing God use other people to speak into your life. It's very easy for me to shut down because I've had horrible, toxic family relationships in my past. But I have learned that God redeems all things. Come on, somebody. I have learned that God restores and heals. I have learned that God uses people to do so. And can I tell you that in that season, I remember specifically my, my in-laws. They came every single day. I'm not their kid. I mean, I married into the family, so I'm kind of like their kid. And they, I, they call me their kid. But right? Like, they don't have to do that. Some of y'all in-laws, you're like, my in-laws wouldn't do that. It's okay. <laughs> don't, don't get mad at them. I'm just saying. Every day, they came to the house. Every day, Pastor Eric called me. 
Every day, people checked in on me, made sure I was okay. And here's what I realized, is they helped me get through the furnace. Who goes through the furnace with you? Because the furnace has a purpose. If you could catch this, if you could catch that, I think Pastor Chris Estrada last week, he killed it, but he said this on Saturday. If you can understand this, he said this to our youth conference, that God is not giving you trouble, he's trusting you with it. The furnace has a purpose in your life. The things that go down are not going down because God hates you and he's mad. No, there is something that he is doing. There is something that he is releasing. There is things that he is moving even through the pain and the storm and the mess and the circumstance. If you could understand this, that there is purpose to that furnace. There is purpose to that pain. There is purpose to that storm. Watch what God can do with your life. If you can shift your eyes to God, I'm just angry that you're letting me go through this to God what are you showing me what are you doing with me I've came to tell you that this is what I've learned real friends don't show up when everything's great real friends show up when everything's going crazy how do we allow God to build real authentic relationships maybe he lets us grow through storms not because we need it but also the other person needs it as well and I have learned in the craziest seasons of my life that's where God begins to deepen things with me and him that's where God begins to deepen things with me and others Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego about to die in front of the king for Jesus and what happens God shows up and intervenes they were willing to die even though they were God wasn't going to show up they were just going to go for it but this is what I've learned is they did it together and they were going to go through that furnace together we live in a day and time where california man it's like babylon out here in these streets it's wild there's some crazy stuff they be doing all sorts of crazy things you are not meant to do this alone that's why we do church if you ever wondered why why is church so important why is church attendance so important it's not god's not keeping score we might but god i'm just kidding god's not keeping score but it's absolutely important to be here as much as you can, right? Take a vacation, one, two weeks, that's cool. Like a year, not one, two weeks, a month. You know what I'm saying? Why? Because when I'm in the room and someone else is in the room, their storm they're going through, their furnace they're going through, and my furnace I'm going through, we got to go through that furnace together. We got to pray together. We got to believe together. We got to... We get to declare that the breakthrough they experience is on my life. And the breakthrough I've experienced is on their life. We get to go after Jesus together. It's why God designed it. Because he knew that you were going to go through a furnace. He knew that you were going to go through a storm. He knew that you were going to go through some things that you couldn't do on your own. He knew you were going to go through some difficulty with your family. Some difficulty with your health. Some difficulty with some situations. Some difficulties at your job. He knew you were going to go through some things. And you were going to feel alone. And you were going to feel by yourself. And he said, I got it. I'm going to make this thing called the church. So they know they can persevere together. So let me just walk you through, I think, some points that I just wrote. And what happens when you go through the seasons in the furnace. Number one, when you're going through a season of the furnace, what you are going through requires ruthless trust in God and others. I want you to know that. First thing. Is that if you're like, man, I'm going through a furnace season right now. Maybe you're in the room. I, I feel like God wanted me to shift my message to focus on the furnace. Because I think there's some people in the room that someone, one person, maybe two. Someone in here, though, God just changed everything for you today. Because this wasn't in the notes. Like, it's not up there. Don't fight to find it on the screen. You're fine. It's not going to be up there. 
but it's just a bunch of raw notes that I wrote down that I feel like God was speaking to me. Why? Because he wants you to know that that furnace you're going through, you're going to make it and you don't got to do it on your own any longer. So number one, how are you going to get through this furnace? Right, Pastor Chris? I'm going through it. I'm going through stuff. I'm going through pain. I'm going through loss. I'm going through hurt. My life is hurting. How am I going to get through this? Number one, you got to trust in Jesus ruthlessly. Amen. Relentlessly. What does trust mean? The, the ability to surrender and let go. And you got to trust in God and you got to trust in others. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego trusted in God, but then they also trusted with each other. They were on the same page. Think about the meeting before the meeting. I talked about this first service. Think about the conversations they had to have before that moment they bowed. Right? They had to talk. What do you think? They just like woke up one day and were like, we're going to do all this. And oh man, we're on the same. Oh, you got the same thing I did. No, they definitely had dinner. They had a small group before the small group. Come on now. They had, a, they had a pre-meeting before the meeting. And they said, all right, guys, you in? And right, I imagine one of them's like, I don't know, man. And the other one's like, I don't know, man. It's like, no, we got to do this. We got to do, we got to follow Jesus. We know we're convicted. And they made the decision together. And they trusted each other. At any one of those moments, one of them could have threw another one under the bus. That's how you know you have fake friends. They could have went the easy thing. I have learned in my life, it's not about doing right and wrong. It's about doing what's right instead of what's easy. And our culture loves easy, and we have fallen in love with the truth of easy when God calls us to hard things. He calls us to our hard things. Surrender is a hard thing. Trusting in Jesus is a hard thing. And so the furnace, they trusted each other. They went in there together. Right At any moment, he could have been like, no, forget it. I'll just bow. And maybe... Maybe if one bowed, the other one bowed, and then one bowed, the other one bowed, right? But no, they stood together because they trusted God and trusted each other. I want to tell you that in this season of the furnace, if you don't trust Jesus, you're not, it, it, it's, it's going to be really hard to make it through. You're, it's just going to feel damaging, and it's going to feel like you're drowning again and again and again. But when you begin to trust in Jesus wholeheartedly that God's got you, even if it's not the result you want. See, that's the beauty of that conversation they had with Nebuchadnezzar is we know God can deliver us. But even if he doesn't deliver us, we're still not going to follow you. And that's the decision you got to make in your heart. It's like, we know God can heal my person, my family member, my friend. But even if he doesn't, I'm still going to trust in Jesus. I know God can get me the job. But even if he doesn't, I'm still going to trust in Jesus. I know God can heal my family. But even if he doesn't, I'm still going to trust in Jesus. I'm going to get there. And it's that ruthless, relentless trust that creates an environment. For people to have courage the way Jesus would call you to have courage. When you're going through a furnace season, listen, number two, I love it. What you are going through, <laughs> what you are going through will take out your enemies, not you. Yes. See, maybe the reason why God's calling you to go through the furnaces in the season is because it's not meant to burn you, but it's meant to meet people that shouldn't be in your life any longer. Because I, I don't know if you learned this, but when you go through tough things, people jump ship. Come on. I don't, I don't mean to be offensive. But you've heard the saying, the rats jump first. <laughs> and maybe you got some rats in your life. You got some things. Like now some of you are like, man, that's my cousin. No, no, like don't, don't, don't twist my words. I'm just saying that the Bible says that he heated that furnace seven times. Everybody say seven. Seven times. It was so hot that the people that put them in the furnace died. The very thing that was supposed to kill Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was the very thing that killed the people that put them in there. And maybe God's using your furnace to not take you out, but to take people out of your life. Oh, I'm, I, I don't, 
I don't, I don't think you're ready for that one. Because you and I, we are addicted to relationships that make us feel good. And we're addicted to the relationships that we want. But we refuse the relationships that you need. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego understood that they didn't need anybody else. All they needed was Jesus and each other. And when they got through that furnace, the people that were binding them and throwing them in were the ones that ended up dying because it was so hot. Can I tell you that your furnace is too hot for some people in your life? Can I tell you that the things you're going through, of course they're not going to make it. But that's okay. Because they're not supposed to go where you're going. They're not. They're not supposed to go with your going. They're not supposed to go where God's calling you and your family to go. They're not supposed to be in that close proximity anymore. I'm not saying you can't be friends with them. I'm not saying you can't talk to them. I'm just saying that there is a reality that when God takes me from one thing to the next, people come and people go. And I want to make sure that I am in step with the people I need, not just the people that I want. Maybe he uses the furnace to weed out the relationships you know are toxic. Have you, ever, have you ever had friends that it feels like every time you spend time with them, it's like they're binding you? The leeches on your life? And right, like, I think it's okay if you have one of those. Because we got to still love people well. But if that's every conversation you have with everyone, and you know what happens is you think you're Jesus. And you can't save them. So maybe God's walking you through a storm, a furnace, so one, he can humble you, and two, he can get some people out your life so you can meet some new people in that furnace, and they'll walk you through that storm. Okay, I'm done with that rant. Number three. I could go on that forever. What you are going through, right, this furnace season... What you are going through will free you, not bind you. The Bible says they walked through the furnace, and this furnace, this very furnace, which was supposed to burn them, burned the things off of them that tied them up. You want to you you know something, like, especially for those struggling with sin? Come on, you know all the stuff you know you're not supposed to do. The addiction, the lies, the sexual immorality, the cheating, the lust, the, the pornography, the, 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 all of it. All of the things. God will send you through storms. To begin to get you closer to him because that's what we do, right? As humans, it's just natural. Whenever we're going through something, what do we do? We start praying more. We start reading more. We start going to church more. And God knows that. He's not mad at it. He's like, oh, that's how I'm going to get your attention. Okay. It's like my son. Like, unless I yell at him to get off of Fortnite, he's not getting off. Anybody got kids in the room? Anybody got kids in the room that play Fortnite? That have a headset? Bro, that is wild. They will play that all day long, homie. Like, it, like an angel of the Lord can show up in Zadok's room and it's like, hold on, I got to get the dub real quick. Give me a second. <laughs> so unless I confront him and I'm loud, you know me, he ain't going to get off that game. Sometimes parents will let our kids go through things because that's the only way they're going to learn. So God's like, man, you know what? I'm going to let you walk through this storm, not because I hate you, but because it's the only way I'm going to get your attention. Right? The prodigal son and the father, right? Luke 15, he talks about this, how he gave his son his inheritance, let him spoil it, because he knew that if he didn't, he would never have his son's trust anyways. Because to the son, for him to ask a father for his inheritance must mean that he thinks his father's dead. 
Therefore, if you already think I'm dead, go ahead and squander the inheritance that you come into the knowledge that I actually love you. And when he came back, he welcomed him in open arms. Sometimes God will let you go through a famine and a storm, like in the prodigal son where he goes, wastes his money, the storm happens. And if the storm didn't happen, then he would have just kept doing whatever he needed to do. The storm takes place. Why? It's not to take the man out. It's to get him back home. And sometimes God will let us go through storms and furnaces because he's trying to kill the sin in you instead of letting the thing that binds you keep binding you any longer. Sometimes he, he, he uses it for his good. Not saying he causes it, but he'll use it. He'll, he want, he, I don't know if he caused that pain. I don't know if he caused that hurt. I don't know if he caused that loss, but I know he'll use it. And what he'll do, he'll make us holy and consecrated in it. He'll put a fire in us that's greater than the fire of the furnace that we're going through. You know what? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they walked through that fire. And you know what's the truth? Is the fire that was in their heart was hotter than the fire that was in that furnace. Because they made a decision, I'm going to follow Jesus. Can I tell you that the thing that is binding you, the sin that can bind you, the thing that keeps you stuck and locked in pain in your past, can I tell you when furnace sees it, God is using it not to get you deeper in your darkness, but to actually get you out of it. The Bible says that when they walked in that furnace, they walked in bound and they were on the floor. But a few minutes later, they were walking around and their binds were completely gone and they were free. Maybe the furnace is there so that way God can set you free instead of destroy you. Maybe, just maybe. That God wants to put a fire in your heart that would outlast the fire of culture and the fire of sin and the fire of temptation and the fire of everything that you struggled with and say, you're going to make it through this. This is probably my favorite part. Number four is what, what you're going through will cause others to see Jesus. You know, uh, an interesting fact of the story, most scholars believe that the same furnace that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego got thrown into was the same furnace that made the golden idol that they had to worship. Right? Because you got to make the thing. Like how narcissistic is this dude? He made a nine-foot golden statue of himself. Like he's like, here, everybody worship me, right? Come on, bro. But, but let's be real. We all know like arrogant people. We might even be those arrogant people that have created idols out of ourselves for people to worship. Interesting though, they... they the same place that made the idol, that Nebuchadnezzar made the idol of himself, was the same place that Nebuchadnezzar met the living God. I love the story because it says that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were in the fire, and it wasn't Shadrach, and Amid, Shadrach Meshach, and Abednego that saw Jesus, although they might have, I don't know. But what the Bible says is that Nebuchadnezzar saw. <sighs> Maybe you're going through your furnace because God wants other people to see him in your midst. Oh, I don't think you caught that. Because when everything's going good with your life, where does God get the glory in that? But maybe God's like, I'm going to let you go through something because I want someone else to see me in your midst. I want, I want someone else to see me with your friends. The Bible says in John that they will know us they will know me, this is what he says to the disciples, they will know me by how you love one another. Yes. Not by your lights, not by your programs, not by your church services, not by your build of beautiful buildings. They will know me by how you love each other. Woo. Can I tell you one of the beautiful things of our church is we really love each other. Yes. We're not perfect. 
we miss it sometimes. For sure. We're human. But I have, I have never seen a church love people like how this church loves people. And I'm not saying that because I, I lead it. This was way before I even got here. The way this church comes alongside people that are going through furnace seasons. And you know what I found? Is that people see the Jesus in that. If you want people to get saved in your family, if you want people to get healed in your family, if you're believing for a prodigal to come home, maybe God wants you to go through this furnace together so they can see the Jesus that's inside of you. Matthew talks about it, right? If two or more are gathered, he's in the midst. He's in the room. He's right there. He's in the furnace. The Bible says that, that Nebuchadnezzar looks and he, and he turns to his people and he's like, I, hey guys, I thought there was three. And they're walking. Why are they, why are they walking? Guys, why are they walking? Is, is this a fake fire? I just saw those other dudes get toasted like a s'more. And now they're walking. And, and, and isn't there three? And, 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 and they're like, yeah, yeah, there's three, king. We only threw in three. He's like, no, guys, there's not three. There's a fourth man in that fire. And he looks like the son of God. When people look at your life, do they see Jesus? Do they? Or do they see pride and arrogance and judgmentalism? Do they see hypocrisy? Or do they see Jesus? I want others to see Jesus. I have learned. I, I, I knew this. I, I, I knew this like, like when my brother passed away. It, it's kind of a weird dichotomy, but, but let me just explain. I, I, the first night it went down, and, and I think I said this before, I, I said two things. The first thing I said, which was really funny, but, but it's very true, especially if you've gone through something in your life. The first thing I said because I struggled with my sin and my stuff because I'm human and we all got stuff. The first thing I said when my brother passed was I am not going to fall back into the sin I got rescued from. I told that to God. Like, first thing, I was like, I'm not going to let you use this enemy. You're not going to use this to get me back to Egypt where I got delivered. Heck no. You don't, no, not today, Satan. I'm putting you on notice. I'm not going, because that's what happens when you feel weak and tired. The enemy comes in and he's going to use it. I'm like, you ain't going to use this. But the second thing I said, and again, I might have shared this on stage, but I don't know if I have. Second thing I said was, God, you are going to use this. And people, so many people are going to get saved. It's not even funny. I said, devil, you messed up. I said, devil, you messed with the wrong dude. Like you messed, you messed with the wrong preacher, bro. Like you, you have no idea how many people are going to get saved and set free because of what just happened. You have no idea what you intended for evil. God is going to use for good. You have no idea that through this pain, what God's going to bring purpose into. You have no idea the teenagers that God's going to put me in front of now because this happened. The young people that God's going to put me in front of because this happened. The people I'm going to meet in my city at, at Target and at Denny's and at the gym because of what just happened. You have no idea the ammo that you just gave me oh man you messed up bro why because i knew that jesus was going to use this furnace this season this moment of fire and heat the thing that god that the devil tried to take me out i knew that god was going to use it for something good i knew that people would see jesus and not the tragedy you are not a victim any longer i need you to hear me today people do not need to see your tragedy 
And they do not need to see your past. What they do need to see is they need to see the Jesus that heals and redeems and restores and sets free. You are not your mistakes. You are not your failures. You are not the injustice in your life. You are not the thing that happened to you. You are not broken like how you used to be broken. And I am telling you that God would use all those things to show people who he really is. You think it was an accident? It's not an accident. God turns it all together for his good. Why? Because that's what he does. God will, God, God will send some Nebuchadnezzars to see Jesus in your fire. And you know what the beautiful thing is? Maybe you don't even see Jesus in your fire. That's okay. You don't need to. As long as you know, you're going to make it. I love it. I, I love when small groups come together and the neighbors are like, were they having a party and they didn't invite me? Right? Some of y'all got some big groups. Antonio's got to watch your caps all the time. And we got like, what? You got like 30 groups like, or 30 people? Like, bro, that's not a small group. That's a house church. Like, it's cool. I love it. Whatever. And, and, and they see it. If I could tell you the stories of when we hear that people are in the hospital and the group gets there before every pastor does. <laughs> you guys are fast, man. We're like, all right, let's send a meal. It's like, no, we got the meals for the next seven days. It's like, what do you mean you got the meals for the next seven days? We already got it. It's fine. If you, if you only knew. Hallelujah. And you know what's happening? People are seeing through the fire. And they're seeing Jesus, not just people be nice to each other. There, there's, a, there's a kindness that goes beyond just the natural human kindness. There's a grace when we love each other well. And people see the Jesus in the furnace. I'll close with this. Is that when you're going through that season in the furnace, what you are going through will not harm you, but launch you. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego went from about to die to now being entrusted in the highest council of the kingdom. The Bible even says that Nebuchadnezzar began to worship God, and then the next chapter, Nebuchadnezzar turns into an animal, gets humbled, and then gets redeemed, and God saves and delivers him. Because a bunch of boys decided to stick together, make a decision, follow Jesus, and go through the furnace and believe that God's got them. You think thing that you're going through is meant to take you out but I've learned that the thing that you're going through is meant to launch you especially when it's not your fault if it is your fault you got to figure some things out but when it's not your fault God wants to use it launch you I think if we could just if we could just change our mindset for someone in the room, I want to speak some hope and some faith and some grace and some mercy in your life, in your heart. I pray that you really hear me and it's not just like a cute service that I know you are going through it. I know it feels impossible. I know it feels like you're not going to make it. I know how it feels when it's like I'm, I'm drowning and, 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 and nothing's going to take, nothing's going to happen. I, I, I'm just so stuck and I'm lost and I'm broken and I'm hurting. And can I tell you, friend, that that very thing that you're going through, watch what God does with it when you give it to him. It launches you. And you don't know this, but in 20 years, you're going to be leading a small group and walking people for the, for the very thing that you went through. In 25 years, you might be preaching to your neighbor or your coworker, and you're going to walk them to the very thing that you're going through. In 10 years, in five years, you're going to hang out with your kids, and you're going to walk them to the very thing that you went through because you don't, they don't have to go through what you went through because you walked through that furnace. I am telling you, it is a catalyst, not the thing that destroys you.
I tell you today that it is not going to take you out as long as you trust in Jesus. It is not going to take you out as long as you surrender it to Him. It is not going to take you out as long as you make the decision with like your friends and, you, and, and how Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, I don't care if God saves me or not. I will not bow and it doesn't matter if I go through this furnace. I will not change and I will not shift and I will not lose my conviction because I know who God is. I know what God's done in my life and I got some people that are going to walk through with me. I am telling you today that that furnace will not take you out if you would allow Jesus to do what he wants to do with it. If you would give him the moment instead of figuring out at your own, watch what Jesus can do. I'll launch you. So my question again before we close is who goes through the furnace with you? It's been up there the whole time. Who goes through it with you? Who goes through it with you? Because that furnace God's going to use that furnace. And I believe that God, even in this season, maybe it's a real furnace season, watch what he does. And that I wouldn't be in it on my own. That God, you, you, you are sending me people right now. You are, you are orchestrating the person that I'm going, to, I don't, I'm going to sign up for this random group and you know who needs to be there. I'm going to sign up for this random thing and God, you know who needs to be there. I'm going to meet this random person in church and you know who needs to be there. I, Stand to your feet with me. And uh, I want to do this real fast. I think it's just symbolic. We did this first service. I think it's good for second. Um, do me a favor. Just, just find someone next to you real fast. Just someone you might not know. And just put their hand on their shoulder real quick. Come on. Just ask them. Make sure you can put your hand on their shoulder. Come on. Come on. If you want to introduce yourself, introduce yourself. Because that's kind of weird. So don't be weird. Be like, hey, my name's Chris. Or my name's this. Or my name's that. Yeah, yeah. Just put their hand on their shoulder. Come on. Come on. In front of you, behind you. And I just, I just felt this this morning. I know it's simple, but, but it's that right there. I bet that's what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did when they were in the furnace, man. Like, hey, we made it. Oh, I thought we were going to die. <laughs> right? They're looking at each other like, oh, you're alive too? What? This is crazy. I want you to know that you're not meant to be alone. You're not meant to be alone. You're not meant to be alone. And so right now, just with your hand on this person's shoulder, just begin to pray for them. If you don't know how to pray, it's simple. Just say, Jesus, help them. Jesus, be with them. Jesus, guide them. Just for the next 30 seconds, let's pray for one another. Just real fast. Father, we thank you right now. Come on, you can pray out loud. Jesus, thank you right now. Thank you that God, you use furnace seasons to draw us closer to you. God, you use furnace seasons to do your will in our life. God, you use furnace seasons to call us deeper. And so, Holy Spirit, we pray right now for grace, for mercy. Father, I pray that they would, I, I break loneliness right now in Jesus' name. I break hopelessness right now in Jesus' name. We pray against the spirit of abandonment right now that would say that no one will ever be there for you. It's a lie from the pit of hell. Father, we release grace and mercy. We release the heart of the Father. We release the joy of the Son. And we release the power of the Holy Spirit. And that Jesus, you would do what only you can do. And so I pray, as we leave this place, to challenge us and call us deeper with you and deeper with others. We love you. We thank you. And in Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Amen. Come on. Let's just give it up for what God did in the room. Great stuff. Awesome. 
Once again, thank you so much for joining in and listening to the message brought to our house this past Sunday. We love you and we pray you have a blessed day and blessed week.